0: This is Geek Gab with your host, John, and me, Daddy War Pig. We are back. That's right, Geek Gab. For Saturday, September 3rd, 2016, Brian, our co-host, has abandoned us to run off to a Comic-Con in the desert in the vast and shining and glorious desert city of Salt Lake City, Utah, wherein he has hung out with a great many famous science fiction and fantasy authors, which he decided was more important than coming here and doing the show for you, our audience. So that is where he has gone.
1: He's finally outgrown us, huh?
0: But we, your hosts, decided that rather than abandon you, we would continue to do the show because that is how much we care. It's true.
1: I was offered um, full weekend passes to PAX, um, including uh, lunch with Patrick Rothfuss. And hanging out with some of uh, Twitter's finest gamers. And I said, no, no. I'm afraid I have prior commitments. I cannot attend this weekend.
0: Sorry, guys. Now, now, is it PAX or is it PAX West that's this weekend?
1: Yes, PAX West. I call it PAX because it's the original PAX. So everybody's out in Seattle having a good time. But I think they, they've been so successful, speaking of conventions, that they're, uh, they've got one in Boston. Called PAX East, and I think they've got one in Australia, and I think there's one more. Have they gone to Europe yet?
0: I don't. I don't know. I thought they didn't. They used to call this one PAX Prime, though.
1: Yes, used to. It was PAX the original, and then PAX Prime once they added East, and now I guess it's PAX
0: West. Because they don't want to make people feel like they're missing out by calling this one PAX Prime.
1: Yeah, the one in Boston. Oh, that's the lesser PAX. I wouldn't ever go there.
0: I see. So they're trying to make it, trying to make it seem fair. They're not trying to make people who who go to the Boston one, but not to the one in Seattle. They're not trying to make them feel like they're scum, like they're second-class Pax citizens.
1: Right. Even though you know the reason, you know Pax is here, and the reason why it started out here is because, you know, Pe- Tycho and Gabe from Penny Arcade actually work in Seattle. That's it, got nothing to do with it.
0: Um, By the way, folks, in case you're wondering, uh, me and John actually, and several friends of ours, actually went to PAX Prime when it was PAX Prime, when it was the real PAX, Uh, what was it, three years ago now? Yeah, I think so. Wow, that was a long time It was great. We had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we played some some RPGs with some great DMs from Wizards of the Coast. We played some... uh... We played some RPGs with some very overworked uh, volunteer dungeon masters from the uh, Paizo Pathfinder crew. Um, uh, we, there's a great panel. Um, Patrick Rothfuss, I mentioned him earlier. He goes every year now. Um, we had we went to a great panel with him and even uh, went to a signing and everything.
0: That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I wish I could go to more conventions, but unfortunately, I can't. If I ever do start going to more conventions, though, you'll be able to uh, hear my woohoo's and, oh, boys, all across this vast continent. So, okay, let me ask you a question. Shoot. Has there been anything new and exciting and, and just, just incredible happened to you this week? Or, or even, you know, that's just kind of out of the uh, ordinary and, you know, uh, it's all right.
1: It, honestly, uh, the great stuff that's happened to me, this week has been a little more in the ordinary lots of good stuff happening you know in my work life Um but uh, on the extraordinary thing I actually uh, through the magic of the internet have watched the first two episodes of stranger things um, what did you think uh, I thought it was even I think you undersold it last time we when <laughs> checked, checked Um as you know it helps that you know I grew up in the 80s and the 90s but the the setting um, and just the opening credits just blew me away this is this is gonna be the one of the best shows uh, of the year I mean and let's be honest television's kind of trash but this show is uh, it was fun to watch it was well written uh, the characters are so fun that you don't notice that you've got a bunch of child actors on. And and they're not like, they're not the quality of actors that like Haley Joel Osment was when he was a kid. Right, you remember the sixth sense and everybody was like, yeah. oh no, really, this kid can act, right? Um, they're not, they, you know, there's a couple of scenes where you're like, oh boy, kids, but, uh, but so much fun and the characters were pretty well drawn and everything. And there's lots of mystery and lots of scares without being gory. It's, like a, it's more like a ghost story, right?
0: Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, and there are a lot of times when characters, you think you've got a beat on who some of the characters are, and they end up surprising you. So
1: Good, I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, I'm only two episodes in. and uh, But just the, <laughs> the opening credits alone, just that, that heavy synth... Sound with the like the uh, with the VHS quality graphics for the title uh, and in the animation uh, just gorgeous. Just uh, if you ever watched any old movies or if you grew up through that time like we did, absolutely perfect.
0: I'm just, see, here I'm laughing because I'm just thinking, you poor bastard, you think TV is bad now? You don't even know how bad TV is going to get in the next couple of years. Because there's two stories that came across my desk last night while I was doing my reading for my blog posting that is just, it's awful. It's awful, awful, awful. And now I'm having to scroll back through my Twitter feed because I just, I want to read these in the original news that I got them in so I can relate to you and to the audience listening to this podcast exactly how awful, awful, awful things are going to get. I don't know which one is worse. I know which one I consider to be worse, but I don't know which one the audience is going to consider to be worse. So I'm going to, talk, I'm going to start with the one that is less worse for me, the one I care less about. NBC, this is is an illustration of how bad TV is going to get. NBC is going to reboot Oliver Twist as a female-driven police procedural.
1: (laughs) I don't even recall reading that. That's the uh, Dickens story about the orphans, right?
0: Yes, yes. Fagin is the cruel man who runs a group of orphans uh, who, if I remember right, steal for for him. It is The project is tentatively titled Twist. I'm reading from a news story. It promises a sexy contemporary take. Because if there's anything about, you know, orphans being held captive by a malignant male who uses them to steal for him, It's sexy. That's the word that immediately springs to mind. Please, sir, may I have some more gruel? Sexy. That's what springs to mind.
1: Right, and that's the only thing that's missing, right? You're like, gosh, this has everything. It's got drama, suspense, not enough sex. In fact, I think we could say that about all of Dickens' work.
0: Yes. Uh, Anyways, a 20-something woman named Twist who teams up with a group of skilled outcasts to catch wealthy criminals. Wealthy criminals, because you can't catch poor criminals with, uh, you know, a bunch of street urchins. They're not, they're not primed to catch poor criminals. A bunch of street urchins who live on the street and are clued into street culture and can seamlessly pass among street people without being noticed. No, no, no. They wouldn't be used to catch poor criminals. No, no. They're gonna be catching your white collar criminals. They're gonna be sneaking up unnoticed on your Ivan Boskies, you know? They're gonna be sneaking up behind all of those Bernie Madoff types. You can just see them in the courtroom now when those little orchins in their dirty suits and their unwashed faces are giving their giving their, you know. Giving their statements on the stand, you can see Ivan Bosky sitting in the crowd, slapping himself on the forehead, saying, "Oh my God! Why didn't I notice the orphan sitting in the corner of the room, taking notes on his hand with a crayon, writing down all of my intricate financial schemes?"
1: This, Brilliant. this is that wonderful, I, I've already got the picture in my mind of the, of the, you know, the, the hot. Uh, female um, hacker orphan like the girl with the dragon tattoo who's, who's, oh, I've I got just the thing. And then she types really fast and hacks their systems by writing a GUI in Visual Basic.
0: Oh, this is brilliant. This TV show, it's, it's so exciting. I literally cannot tell you. I literally am incapable of telling you how excited I am for this show.
1: It's great. The best thing is that they're... um it's the typical network thing like they have no idea how to come up with anything original right um it's either reality tv or police procedurals and so it's like well let's take this old story and let's update it and we'll we'll you know we'll we'll make a few twists no pun intended and uh and you know like this you know we'll we'll do some gender swapping or something like that and then and we'll make it a police procedural just like everything else on tv like um person of interest, which just recently ended, um, they had to sneak it onto CBS. Like, I don't. Uh, did you catch up with the later seasons
0: of that show? No, I still haven't watched uh, the rest of season three.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty much where it's best, uh, right there at the end of season three. It's it, you know you this great future looking psychological and and cyberpunk thriller, right? But they had to they had to sell it to CBS as a you know number of the week procedural. Yeah. Right, and it was sort of like a back door to actually getting a good show on. I I don't understand.
0: I want you to keep that in mind as I read to you the next headline. Fox, and I have to remind you, folks. I really have to say this because I want you to take this seriously. I don't want you to to to, to think even for a second that I am making this up because I am not making this up. This is not a joke. I am deadly serious. This is a real headline. I'm about to read to you now. Fox is developing a King Arthur police procedural TV series. (laughs) Now, is a description of it which i'm going to read when an ancient magic reawakens in modern day manhattan a graffiti artist named art a graffiti artist named art must team with his best friend lance and his ex gwen an idealistic cop in order to realize his destiny and fight back against the evil forces that threaten the city.
1: Oh, my God. Where do we start?
0: (laughs) I, I thought that was worse. It's called Camelot, by the way. That's the name of this TV series is Camelot.
1: Wow, and and oh oh wow. So so Arthur, who is you know by legend, he is going to return uh, in in the darkest hour in in England's darkest hour, and uh, you know come back and lead the Britons again. Is going to come back to Manhattan, 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 and save the and and. And I'm gonna go ahead and assume that um, a graffiti artist is code for not actually English. I'm uh, guessing
0: he's like a Banksy type. That's what I'm guessing.
1: Oh, okay. That that would maybe they're just gonna get Banksy to play him. <laughs> he's English, right? Banksy's English. Um, I perfect. Think so, yeah, perfect. Banksy is King Arthur reincarnated. That's it. That's the show. <sighs> Only he's doing it in Manhattan and he's going to save he's going to be the savior of the British people by uh, solving one case at a time one murder case at a time in New York City this is this is genius daddy warping
0: it's it it's just in development they're just writing the script now they're in a competitive process it just so here's the, here's the thing. Here's a really ironic thing. and I don't know who the hell thought this was a good idea. The role that Sir Launcelot plays in the Arthurian Mythos is the knight who betrays his king by sleeping with his wife, Guinevere. And it is perhaps unfortunate that his new name is Lance which is even more sexual and phallic. Uh,
1: well, they have to keep him short, right? Because it would be kind of awkward. Like, Lance is a name that... You could actually run into a guy named Lance in New York, right? Yes, yes. I guess. And, 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 and Gwen's the cop, not Lance.
0: No, no, not Lance. Lance can't be the cop. Gwen has to be the idealistic cop. I'm guessing... I, I'm just, they oh man, it's got terrible written all over it. I, I've had people guessing, they were guessing on Twitter, like trying to cast it. They're guessing that there's going to be a homeless guy named Merle. Um, <laughs> and that Lance is uh, either going to be transgendered or black or gay. Um, or that Art is. That, that was just a, a guess. I I'm not putting any weight to those rumors because obviously the script hasn't been finished yet. But but there's going to be so, got to be something like that to make it on modern television because you can't actually get on modern television without without ticking all of the diversity check boxes. So just in case you were wondering if modern television could get worse, I want to reassure you that yes. Yes, modern television can get
1: worse, and it's, it's it's amazing that they have no idea. I mean, Netflix has run away with it. Yeah, um, I was just talking to uh, to my wife earlier about ESPN. Like, nobody's nobody's watching ESPN anymore. It, it's lost billions of dollars in the past few years. Millions of viewers. Uh, nobody's buying cable subscriptions anymore. Nobody's watching. You know, these cable uh, networks. Uh, television's awful. They're just paying for Netflix subscriptions. And Netflix is coming out with the good shows.
0: Yeah, they are. They're coming out with a lot of shows in a lot of different genres. They've got animation, they've got kids shows, they've got teen or tween shows, Uh, They've got shows for girls, they've got shows for boys, adventure shows, they've got comedy sitcoms, they've got adult dramas, they've got the Marvel superhero shows, they've got stand-up comedy single specials like HBO used to have, or maybe still does. Uh, I mean, pretty much, they've got this full spectrum of entertainment, so if there is a kind of show you want, Netflix has got something, and probably more than one of something, in your taste field. So and and they're continually trying to put on good new con- uh good new content and good and they're stuff.
1: and they're they're innovating too right like think about think about the history of tv for the past uh, 30 years or so we had a lot of great stuff like fox was a new network and they had a bunch of wacky cool shows because they had no freaking money they had no freaking viewers they just had to you know throw a bunch of wall and see what stuck you know but they ended up with some cool things and then like in the 90s uh, we had Twin Peaks, which was crazy and weird, but it influenced other shows like The X Files. And The X Files was a total cultural phenomenon. Like these these big, important shows that are sort of driving you, you know the driving television and driving viewership and driving uh, the creation of new stories, like inspiring new shows. Those sorts of things aren't happening on the networks anymore. They're barely even happening on cable. Um, yeah. But things like Daredevil, which isn't actually uh, that innovative, but uh, sort of well done, you know, and you, with well you, with great choreography, uh, and um, Stranger Things, which as of the first two episodes isn't anything uh, special in the sense of like narrative. Like you even said, it's well, it's Steven Spielberg plus Steve, Stephen King, and that that's shown itself in the first couple of episodes, but. It's so well done. It's so well written. It's, it's well executed and interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't have to completely reinvent television with every show or every episode. But people don't expect it, and you don't have to do that. You just have to deliver solid entertainment that doesn't preach to people every single episode. I mean, you look at uh, <laughs> whoever makes um, that geek comedy show is shooting for the lowest common denominator, and they hit it, but they don't preach to you most episodes. Occasionally they do, but usually they're just aiming to entertain people with the lowest common denominator jokes. And it's been in the air for now what ten seasons, oh, going yeah. into its alone?
1: Yeah, they'd... I guess you're right. I mean, I think, I think it's a disaster, but. I can't argue against its popularity and the lowest common denominator aspect.
0: Um, And I'm not saying you should hold that up as as the acne of what every television show should be. I'm just saying that continual excellence or continual entertaining value is what audiences want from television. They want to be entertained. They want to be you know, caught up in a story. They don't want to feel like they're being lectured to. They don't want to feel like they're being hectored. They don't want to feel like they're being talked down to, and they don't want to feel like they're being insulted with the very um, concept of the show is a bunch of smug assholes in California telling them how stupid and small-minded they are and how awesome and how open-minded the people in California are.
1: Can we get rid of California? So, at least Southern California.
0: You know, if Southern California wanted to secede and then they were going to hold a civil war, I'd be like, oh, wait a minute, guys. Let's just think about this. <laughs> you, know, you know that's
1: Hollywood, right? We, we could do without Hollywood.
0: If they want their own country, I'm not but – let's just – Let's just have a trial separation, okay? I'm not a full divorce here, but if we could get a trial separation kind of thing going on, why not give it a chance, okay? So, so that was that was your week. Was the Stranger Things thing that you've enjoyed the first two episodes?
1: Really good, really good.
0: My opinion on this story is if you enjoy the first episode, you'll probably enjoy the rest of the series. If you don't enjoy the first episode, you probably won't enjoy the rest of the series. So it'll be interesting to see if that theory is borne out um, with, uh, with the rest of the series. Well, I'll be interested to hear on your opinion on the rest of the series over the course of the next week or two, however long it takes you to finish it.
1: Yeah, I don't plan on binging. Um, it was really good to watch, but it, didn't, it wasn't the sort of show that I had to binge, you know what I mean?
0: Um, all right. I'm just trying to think if, uh, what I've done recently, um, first off, uh, I played through the first, I think I've played through about a quarter of, uh, well, we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, my special week this week is actually went down to, I I didn't go to Salt Lake City Comic Con. I went to meet, uh, our co-host Brian, by the way, folks, just let you know, we've been on the air now. Um, or we've been doing this podcast now um, for a year and nine months uh, or so. It might be a year and eight months. Cause I think we started in November of 2014. Am I remembering that right? Sure. Okay. So we're pushing on almost to a year, um, almost to two years, excuse me. So uh, me and John are old, old friends. We've known each other for uh, over a decade now, 13 years. and uh, But I, I've never met our other co-host, Brian, in person. Well, he flew into Salt Lake City to go to Salt Lake City Comic Con. So this week, the, my interesting thing I did this week was I went down to the general vicinity of Salt Lake City Comic Con without actually going to Salt Lake City Comic Con. And I had lunch with Brian, which was great. But here's the thing that was hilarious in retrospect. I was thinking, I thought to myself, hey, I'll go meet him Thursday afternoon. It'll be easy. I'll get on the train. There'll be plenty of room on the train because it'll be an afternoon and there won't be anybody on the train. There'll be plenty of room. And I'll just go down, take the train down to Salt Lake City, get off, go to the restaurant. It's about half a mile from the train, half a mile walk back, and everything will be cool. So I'm at the train stop. And I glance to the left, and I see somebody over there wearing a white white hood and robe. And I'm not really thinking at this point, because I had to get up early. I'm really tired. I've got kind of a migraine, because I'm out in the sun, and it's hot. It's about 1 o'clock. It's really hot. It's really bright. And I just want to close my eyes and kind of take a nap. And I've been standing there in the sun for about 15 minutes, and I'm thirsty. I don't have any water. I just had to eat something real quick so I don't faint, and I'm not quite thinking right, and I glance over, I see somebody sort of wearing white robes and a hood, and I don't really stop and think how odd that is. And I glance to the left of me, and there's these two dudes standing there. One of them is this tall, six-foot-tall dude with tribal cats sticking out from his shirt, and he's got like a Doom 4 shirt on, and I'm talking about the new Doom, I'll call it Doom 4, and if that offends you, tough! And then I'm standing next to him is this kind of pudgier friend who's got a big damn heroes shirt on from Firefly. And that's when it clicks. All of a sudden it clicks to me. Oh, that's right. It's Comic-Con. And I look back to the other way, to the Ku Klux Klan looking dude off to one side that probably should have caused me to pause in a little bit longer than I should have. And I thought, Oh, okay. That's moon Knight. That's a cosplayer over there. I hadn't seen any cosplayers in person for three years since I went up to PAX prime in Seattle, but that's definitely a cosplayer. And over there, two guys going to Salt Lake city comic-con. So I said to them, are you going to Comic-Con? They're like, yeah, we're going to Comic-Con. I'm like, okay. So I sat down, and then all of a sudden, there's a Catwoman, person dressed as Catwoman, classic 1960s Catwoman walking past me. And I thought, oh, this train's going to be – this is not going to be good. This train's going to be crammed a lot fuller than I was really – oh, crap.
1: So it was you and a bunch of cosplayers heading into Salt Lake City?
0: Yes, the train was just jammed full I had to walk around for a minute or two uh, just to find a seat, you know. I have actually found a seat across the aisle from this skinny girl. I never want to hear anybody complaining about man spreading again because this tiny little skinny chick, I mean, I could have picked her up and broke her over my knee, took up this bench. You could have fit three of these skinny chicks on, uh, maybe four if they, like, breathed in tight. She was sitting there on this bench, and then she had this huge backpack next to her that took up the rest of the bench. I don't know how she carried it. It must have weighed as much as she did. But there she was, skinny chick, big backpack. I'm like, what the hell, lady? You know, I'm sure I could find several other skinny chicks if I looked really, really hard on this train. I remember at least one. The cat lady was a skinny chick, okay? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that was my week, with the kind of surreal realization that this was not going to be an easy ride on the train.
1: I, so so. what's your feeling on uh, on cosplaying in general?
0: I think it's cool with certain caveats. If you're the kind of person that can pull certain costumes off, I don't have a problem with you wearing certain costumes. If you're not, then probably, you know, it's like wearing tight, tight clothing. If you're the kind of person that can pull tight, tight clothing off, if you're a big buff man and you want to wear tight clothing, that's fine. If you're shaped like Dom DeLuise or, you know, John Candy, you probably ought not wear be wearing skin-tight clothing when you get on on the train. Just it's, it's, it's just not you if you're shaped like that, or if you're a female equivalent of John Candy. It's just not you. Does that sound cruel? I don't care!
1: <laughs> I always thought it was a bit peculiar myself. I love seeing good costumes, but I, I, I don't think I ever would. I, I think it's kind of weird to be on a train in the middle of Salt Lake City, of all places, when everybody's wearing a funny costume. They don't even do that on Halloween.
0: I don't, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. I've never really felt the urge to dress up in costume. Although we did come up with a really weird costume idea. You know how they have these mashup costumes like uh, Snow White plus Boba Fett? Have you ever seen that picture?
1: I haven't seen that one, but uh, we we saw at PAX, we saw Steampunk Super Mario Brothers.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was cool. We were talking about this at the uh, bus stop, and the one we came up with was uh, Top Potter, which is a mashup of uh, the top Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, from Top Gun with Harry Potter. I thought that might be an interesting one to see if you could pull that off. Weird. Well, they're all weird. That's the point. Oh, all right. We are abruptly out of time. Do you have any last thoughts?
1: No, it was fun having a gab. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: All right, folks. Um, Well, yeah, that 30 minutes went fast, man. And uh, we didn't even have to break the glass on our emergency backup topic, which means I have time to finish the game before we talk about it on the show. Woohoo!
1: Very good. And plus, I can't wait to hear from Brian next week about the Comic-Con.
0: That's true. And we also have guests. We have a guest next week. We have a guest the week after that. So, Holy smokes. Two! We've got two guests in a row, both of them writers. Published writers who've written books and gotten them put on paper and people pay for them to, to buy them and stuff. It's amazing. Um... And uh, one of them is Sky Hernstrom. He's the one who is coming in two weeks. And the uh, very, very nice person who is coming in one week, uh, her name is Susan McPhail, who's coming next week, who is uh, making a guest appearance next week. And Sky Hernstrom is in two weeks. So, you know, keep looking forward to that. Any last thoughts, uh, John? I'm good. All right. Uh, this has been Geek Gab. Saturday, September third. This is episode sixty-seven. Just a quick reminder: our homepage, where you can watch all of the Geek gabs is on is.gb/geek That'll take you right to the YouTube homepage. That is is.gb is You can check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Geek Gab. You can take us out on SoundCloud. Just do a search for, wait for it, GeekGab. And we're also on the Google Play. And we have our blogs and various other stuff and our Twitter feeds and all that in the description below. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We, your hosts, are signing out for now, but don't worry. We will be back.